Hey there, it's me, your money, and welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? I am not a shopaholic. I'm helping the economy. Confessions of a Shopaholic. No. Okay, I'm not going to read you the book series, although it was a really great read and a great movie. Rather, this week's episode of Tandia Talks Money, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm, I'm confessing. I'm a shopaholic. Okay, let's get down to this. It's not uh, actually Shopaholic Anonymous, and it's not a Carla therapy session. This is This is Carla teaching you money lessons. So here is today's truth. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses when it comes to money. Some of us are all about that sale. Well, you know, others are here yellowing it up and it doesn't matter the cost. I think I just made up the word yellowing, but sometimes I like to do that. Finding a balance between indulging and spending responsibly sometimes isn't easy. However, knowing what kind of spender you are can really help you make better financial decisions. I mean, we are all human and we all want fun things, but as long as we're not sacrificing our accounts, our financial accounts, to get these things. So I know all of you, you've done it, I've done it. We've all gone down that rabbit hole on the internet. I do this many times sometimes. I come across random things. A couple of months ago, I found myself handling my inner 14-year-old girl. I was doing random quizzes on the internet. You know, the kind that you do in your bedroom when you're 14, listening to your boombox, waiting for the radio station to play a Backstreet Boy song so you can record it, holding your 17 magazine in hand, doing a quiz of what kind of best friend are you? Clearly so much has changed. This was not pertinent information, but I'm really just trying to set the stage for you. I'm now 36 on my iPhone, not a magazine, but still finding these quizzes online. Found one. What kind of spender are you? Now, I kind of already had an indication of what kind of spender I am, but this was a slap in the face I needed. It was the truth right in front of me, and there was no denying it. So here is my confession. I learned, this is directly from the quiz, I am a image spender air quotes around that. I like to live large, want everyone to know it. It was a little harsh to read that and maybe not totally true, but I can't deny I like the latest fashions. I'm all about new gadgets and pretty things. But what really stood out to me was when the quiz results said, watch who you shop with if you run with people who have more money than you do, spend it on flashy things, then you might be put in a situation where it's difficult to say no. I've never thought of myself as someone who lives large, though, and I don't really care what everyone says or wants. I don't flaunt it. But clearly, that's the vibe I indicated on my quiz. Well, the thrill of the latest bag or newest gadget wears off, you're left with overspending sometimes. Overspending then leads to debt, then debt leads to stress, stress affects our sleep, our relationship and health. How do we stop these cycles? 
In all seriousness, though, I do not want to make light of the real stress that this can cause. So if you are finding yourself in a very stressed situation about your finances, please reach out to someone. Build yourself a support system, a friend, a professional. There's credit counselors. There may be people out there ready to help you and you don't even know it yet. Acknowledgement is the first and hardest step sometimes. And you know you're not alone in feeling this way. There are many Canadians that feel like this, including myself. What I have come to realize is everyone has a different relationship with money. Some of us like to live the high life, clearly, and are great at spending, but not so great at saving. Or vice versa, some may be very great at saving, but have a very hard time spending it. Uh, My best friend is the worst person to give a gift card to because she hoards them and never uses them. Sometimes it's just based on our behaviors from our surroundings. It can be our upbringing, who we hang out with stressors in your life, they all contribute to your financial behaviors and your financial triggers. Whether we like it or not, finances are connected to almost every aspect of our life. Our attitude influences our behaviors. We all have personal triggers and how we interpret and think about these different triggers ultimately goes back to influence our behaviors. Usually something will trigger you when you typically think or maybe don't think about it. Uh, You're not really aware of it, but it causes you to put something into action and you can either have a positive or negative consequence. You know, you're stressed, you're a stressed eater, you eat a pint of ice cream, you immediately regret it. I know we've all been there sometimes, but maybe you had a bad day and that's what happens. It's normal. We all go through it. So I'm going to share some things that trigger me. Now let's set the scene. I've been invited out for dinner with friends. Uh, This does not happen often. Don't forget, I'm a mom of three under five. So maybe this is a good thing for my wallet. But here I am, go into my closet. I hate all my clothes. Thoughts that run through my mind. I've worn that before. I don't like it. That's old. I don't like those jeans. I don't like the way I look in that. I only have clothes for home. I only have clothes for work. Now I'm triggered. What do I do? I head to the mall by myself way more than I need. Now I feel great. We've all heard of retail therapy, right? Nothing like a great shopping spree to cure those negative thoughts. I mean, it's way cheaper than real therapy. Now, what is the consequence? Maybe the thrill is now short term. Maybe I bought more than I needed because it felt great shopping and each piece was under $50, but the quantity was a little bit more than I should have spent. And what? Am I only going to order water at dinner? Like, how fun is that? Now I'm feeling deep aching sense of dread. Did I really need that for one night out? Could I have been content with shopping my closet a little bit more? Why did I let those negative thoughts impact my decision? Now, I'm not trying to be a therapist here, but I do believe that when you stop to think about what triggers you to spend on unnecessary items, you do have the opportunity to overcome those thoughts and create yourself a new way of thinking by identifying what the cause actually is. Am I just so conditioned that I need a new outfit every time I go out? Or perhaps I just need to toss what I don't feel good in in my closet so when I walk into my closet, I'm met with good feelings, not negative. Be conscious of your spending habits and the triggers that make you do it. Did it even have to do with my clothes? Maybe I just need to hit the Peloton a little harder. Yeah, I'll confess that too. I'm part of the Peloton cult. Maybe I was just overwhelmed with excitement that I'm going out. Again, doesn't happen often, but maybe it had nothing to do with my clothes and had to do with something else. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying never go buy yourself a new outfit. Oh dear, I would die if someone told me to never shop again. I feel like that would have the reverse effect on me and I would probably go buy the entire store, maybe the entire mall. I don't do well when somebody says, don't do that. You tell me not to touch it, I'm touching it. It's gonna happen. So deprivation, 
not the answer. You shouldn't be so restricted that you feel like you can't do anything as you are more likely to binge and overspend versus maybe accounting for the wants in your day-to-day spending and rethinking how you can get those things. So today, today, Monday, I challenge you to think of three things that trigger you into spending money. Once you have identified these triggers, create three healthy habits that you can implement to become part of your new normal. Maybe you identify either low to no cost options you can swap in to reward yourself without spending. Maybe take out cash and only spend that. Leave your credit card at home. Go shop at a friend's closet. Create yourself some money mottos. That's that's catchy, right? Easy steps that will help you spend smarter, save more, help you tackle those goals. Okay. I'll twist my arm. I'll share some more with you. I'm going to give you a list. Get ready with a pen. Write it down. But maybe not if you're driving. Don't do that. So here's number one. Reduce the temptation altogether. I know. Don't don't think I don't know. I know every one of you probably has your card saved to that retailer. Amazon, Sephora, I don't know, Best Buy. Make it harder to spend. Those retailers, they know that the easier they make it for you, that you will shop more. Oh, it's very easy. I've been I've been caught in that trap. Oh, just click. Oh, it's oh, it's in my cart. Oh, oh, I checked out already. That was super easy. But if you physically have to get up, walk to your bag or wallet, get your card out, then input the numbers, naturally you're going to mess up a number and have to start again. You may rethink that purchase because now you've just made it that much harder. Number two, I've mentioned this before in the last podcast, maybe the one before that, but I'll mention it again. Get to know the refund policies at your favorite retailers. I have been burned more times than I would like to admit being stuck with an item I immediately regretted when I got home. So now I only shop at places I can return because that impulse sale, the temptation, it's undeniable and you might fall off the wagon. That's okay. Just give yourself an exit plan. Number three, window shop. I mean, sometimes this has a reverse effect, but bring a partner that's great at keeping you on track. That's my mom. She goes out, we go out. She says, today we are only window shopping. Truthfully, it really is just about spending time with my mom and family. It's just what we do on Saturdays. It's okay to not spend money and just look at all the pretty things, but it's really just about spending time together. Number four, have goals and work towards them. Create goals that you're saving towards, maybe a house, a trip, maybe a reno, but also have goals on what you plan to spend. Give yourself the opportunity to get some new outfits, buy the newest technology, but make sure you're checking in and planning a bit more versus spending without any real plan automate your savings. Invest in yourself. Again, we are human. Not all of us put every penny away and are so controlled. But if you recognize this about yourself, set up multiple accounts for multiple savings gold. Make it automatic. Make it that you can't touch it. You are allowing yourself to pay yourself first with each pay cycle versus putting the stress on it to make that transfer. You've automated it. Just the same, you know that it's a one click to spend that money, make it one click to save that money. It doesn't have to be massive amounts. Set yourself small goals, 25 here, 25 there. You will be surprised how fast that adds up. You can also take some savings that you already have and lock it up, put it away. If you know you wanna do something fun in the summer, put something into a six-month term right now that you can't touch. Earn some interest. It's a great opportunity. 
Number six, find out what your discretionary income is so you know what you're working with. Set yourself some guidelines. This is so you don't feel deprived, but rather you know what you can spend and not feel guilty about it. Number seven, lucky number seven, schedule time with your advisor, also known as your banking BFF. If you don't have one, you got to find one. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to put that stress on you, but work with one. Work with an advisor to find the gaps in your planning. Maybe you think you're on track, but maybe they can help you find a little bit more money. Work on a plan to pay down some of your debt faster. Improve your cash flow. Ask for more information about investment options that are available to you. Reviewing your accounts. Maybe you're spending too much on other places that you don't even realize. So work with somebody. They can help create these positive habits for you. Creating positive habits help keep you focused, helps you find places to fine-tune your spending habits, reduce your debt, and put more into savings. Allows you to adjust to potential, you know, stressful life situations that may arise, and it allows you to overall improve your financial well-being. Remember, we're taking baby steps here. You don't have to build the castle today, but ultimately, you will be surprised at how even the smallest of first steps can result in big improvements. You don't have to do my seven-step list today. Maybe step one is you're just going to remove your credit card from Amazon auto checkout, right? Easy things. Now, I mean, I wouldn't taunt you with this quiz and not link it in the show notes. So I do encourage you to take this quiz. Learn what kind of spender you are. Learn what your triggers are. It will help eliminate that, that overall stress sometimes or make sure you are aware and acknowledge these things. Maybe you're a boss when it comes to finding the perfect balance of spending and saving. Or maybe you're a penny pincher. You, you know, you maybe need to learn how to spend a little bit more, let go a little bit better. Whatever category you may be in, taking the time to think about how you view and use money really, really does have value. I realized I needed to shift my mindset when it came to my spending. But while I plan to continue to keep up with the latest fashions, I, I still always like a new outfit. I have also learned to plan on reflecting of why I want these things. And again, maybe it's not about spending the money. Maybe it's just about the thrill. Maybe it's the that's what makes me feel better on a bad day. Maybe there's other ways I can channel that energy. And it's important to know these things about yourself. If you can build healthy financial habits early on, your future self, they will forever thank you. So, you know, I know you've seen those videos on TikTok where it says, you know, you're talking back to your 14-year-old self and reflecting on your life. Take that time. Do that now. Reflect on what, what you can do for your future self. We believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture really helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch with us at any time, whether it's a question about our business, a comment on how we might be able to answer another burning financial question. Because after all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you found value through today's podcast. We are on all social channels, so please snap a photo of this podcast, tag us, and share us on your channel so we can help get the word out. You can always connect with us at Tandia.com and we will be sure to list all the other ways you can get in touch in our show notes. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. 
If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.